This is an Area Code podcast. We'll see, we'll see. We'll see, we'll organic, see. We'll see. It's organic. It's organic. Okay, organic. It's organic. Harold <laughs> Whoosh. 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 I'm a moon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm the cow. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this Harold team is cut. I'm Ashley Whitehurst, and I've been performing and directing and teaching and producing improv and sketch comedy for almost 15 years. I think poop jokes are funny. I'm Felicia McLeod, an improviser, writer, voiceover actress, and just started reading tarot cards. Hit your girl up. Hi, my name is Steve Hahn. I'm an improviser, on-camera actor, and director, and my estranged father has tried to connect with me on LinkedIn before. Hi, Kevin. Welcome back to Comedy Has an Ouchie. I'm Ashley. I'm Felicia. And I'm Steve. Hey. Ooh, <laughs> oh my gosh, nice we. Today. Yeah, Steve getting into that. That was Totoro that did that. That was Baritone. Totoro. Do you, see, do, you see, do you see him choking me right now? <laughs> <laughs> he does want you dead. You're right. Listeners can't see, but Totoro's literally trying to choke me. Hi, buddy. You probably deserve it since you were gone Ooh. forever because you were in Chicago. Oh my God, everybody who's listening to this, we got to see each other and hug each other in person. When Steve was here, and it, it was, was beautiful and wonderful, and there were fireworks. It was wonderful. We had very good breakfast. Very good breakfast. Mm. We got some bubble Shout tea. Shout out to Tweet. We yes, he did. Shout out to Tweet. Shout out yeah. to Tweet. Yeah, hey, Tweet. the restaurant, not a Tweet. <laughs> yeah, don't not Tweet, but go check them. Go check them out if you're in Chicago. They're on Sheridan. Twitter.com. My Argyle. Oh yeah, Tweet. Yeah. Very very delicious. They become big chicks at night. Is that what it is? is yes. That yes. Bar? That's Ooh, correct. Yeah, okay. That is correct. It was a perfect day. I probably got sunburned because I can't handle the sun. How are you two doing? What's up? How's your week been since I saw you? Oh, you know, I'm going. It's okay. You know, just going through a little bit. You know, Mercury's in retrograde. Mm-hmm. You know, it's there's an eclipse happening in Gemini. <laughs> so I'm gonna use astrology to blame my mental. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling it. I feel like I I have been spiraling a little bit and thinking about right? like mm. opportunities that I that I didn't get and like all of a sudden grasping onto other things where I'm like and I also don't have this and this and like kind of being ungrateful for things that I have done. So I'm trying to like whip myself back into shape and be like you're okay, you're on a journey, but it is mm. hard right now. I do feel like I'm spiraling. <sighs> Same. Yeah, you're okay. You're on a journey. I'm going to take that with me after this because I feel I felt really sad today for some reason. And I don't know what it was, but it was just like, yeah, it was like terrible. I'm also like just like real like unsure about what what's <gasps> going to happen these next few months. And I just mm-hmm. I, I like what you said, Felicia. What did you say? No, I can't remember. <laughs> We're on a journey. It was either. Uh, yeah, you're on a journey and uh and it's it's okay that you're not in the place that you think you need to be because you're manifesting and planting seeds to make your dreams come true. But there are times where you get off track and you're like, and nothing good is happening to me and everything yeah. in my life is crumbling when really it's just like, whew, I'm slipping down this slide and trying to like grasp and lift yeah. myself back up. Thank you. <laughs> I've been feeling it a lot. <laughs> more i think um 40 the age 40 is closer for me than uh, it's ever been before and so i think i'm mm-hmm. constantly i think 
somebody said this to me one time. I don't know if it's true. We you change like every seven years. So like the things you used to like, like even like food, you don't really like anymore. Oh yeah, because you, your taste, but your taste yeah, buds change. Yeah, things every change. Day. They don't, but. They're, they're, it's not that they change like it's like on the seventh year it just flips it's just like <laughs> I like sour items now <laughs> yeah it's not like it's not like you like wake up and then like your tongue falls off and runs away and then like a new one you know is pack is like sent to you by you know squarespace.com it's <laughs> not squarespace, that it's just place. like thank you squarespace oh it's it's silly but yesterday i was having i was eating this nashville hot chicken mm. and it was too spicy Uh-oh. and i have never said something like that before and oh, no. that scares me that's let's wow let's let's really unpack let's that let's pray for that's, felicia her jamaican that's roots. good <laughs> <laughs> do, do your parents listen let's to this they might be jamaican. a little upset about that yeah i was like are you, well your jamaican ancestors like move on your ass and send a, send, a, send a little dragon to come help you figure yourself out if they could please because i can't lose this spice and i think i think it's slipping away from me and that's scary <laughs> Too too much time in the Midwest. For you. <laughs> I'm so scared listeners, for you. I'm, pray- I'm, please I'm praying. Pray. Please pray for her taste buds. Oh, uh, thank you. If anything goes right for Felicia, just let it be that she can eat spicy food again. Like screw the career. We just need the, the spicy career or uh, chicken because that's what we want. I can't and lose Nashville hot. Nashville and spicy's career. That's <laughs> happening. It's anyway. Hard. Anyways, <laughs> moving on from this morose subject. We're all sad, okay? But we're going to try to uh, make it funny. Mercury's in retrograde, and I think it, it'll come out retrograde. soon. And we'll be okay once we get on the other side. But right now, this thank, retrograde thank is kicking ass. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so what are we talking about today? What are we talking about today? Yeah, she asked that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are we <laughs> what are we talking about? Great question. We're gonna try something a little different today. We're uh we've all brought items with us as far as movies or shows or things from our past that we are going to throw into the shit jar. Yeah, a little show and tell. And we are going to talk about that through the lens of our uh current environment and maybe why some things were problematic at the time and don't stand the test of time so we're all putting things into the shit and, and, and maybe have a conversation about can we and like and can we enjoy, we enjoy that? yes because it's, it's art it's still art you know what i mean it's just you know, super it's like important a, yes it's like it, is it a period piece now you know what i mean <laughs> yes <laughs> so steve what of your uh 10,000 things have you brought to put in today you have to pick one <laughs> I had to pick one, and the one I've decided on is the TV show Glee. Ooh, okay. So for talk about it, all the listeners who don't know what Glee is, please give us Glee. If you don't know what Glee line. is, it's a it's a it's a show that premiered on Fox in 2009, created by Ryan Murphy and Brad Falchuk, and uh, it's a show uh, following a group of misfits at a William McKinley High in Lima, Ohio. And it follows them all finding a sense of community and their own identity and sense of self through the Glee Club at the school, which mm. was founded by, which was rekindled at the school by a teacher named Will Schuster, played by Matthew Morrison. Mm. And the main enemy of the club is a cheerleading coach, played by Jane Lynch, named Sue Sylvester. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fun and, That was know, pretty good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're going to... Yeah, we'll, we'll go into a little bit about why, you know, why can I enjoy it? Can, what, why does it hasn't it aged, you know, and whatnot? Um, have either of you seen Glee? 
some episodes, but not really. I was not into it. Ah, uh, okay. Um, I was like a hardcore gleek for three years of my life. So I <laughs> gleek. This makes sense. To so me. there, so there were. Yes. It, uh, oh, it shaped, it shaped my personality one hundred percent. I learned how to insult people from that show. Okay. So um, that. So if you've ever if you've ever been insulted by me or have heard people like or have heard me say insults to people, it, I learned it from Glee. But um, the show, uh, I, I, there's six seasons, and I've seen seasons one through three religiously. I've probably very realistically have seen every episode in seasons one through three, maybe thirty something times. Damn, maybe Steve. forty. <sighs> I've seen those three seasons so many times. I can tell you, I can quote most of them back to you. I can tell you exactly what happens. If you give me a season and an episode number, I can tell you what episode that is and what happens during the episode. I can tell you the A line, the B line, and the C line of it and what songs they sang. I can tell you, I can tell you every single thing. But just about those three seasons, as soon as that's, 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 it's, it's seasons four through six, I'm stupid. I don't know anything. We, but those three seasons, I know exactly what happens. You can't say that and us not test this. Uh, so here we go. I'm yes, going to pull please. it up. Only seasons one through three? Okay, I'm going to pick one. Only seasons mm. one through three. All right, here we and go. And I'm going to use my non-knowledge to just <laughs> guess based off of vibes <laughs> if I think you're right or not. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Okay. Test me. Season two, episode yes. seven. Season two, episode seven of Glee. That was, oh, that was The Substitute. What? Um, yes, that <laughs> was The Substitute. With, um, based off with of vibes. House- you're right. With, the, with with Gwyneth with Gwyneth Paltrow, and that was the episode where they introduced Gwyneth Paltrow for the first time. Yes. So what happens in that episode is that there is a, a strain of the flu going around the school, and so um, Sue Sylvester uh, gets the gets a kid to infect the principal, Principal Figgins, with the flu, and then she gets that same student to infect Will Schuster played by Matthew Morrison, to get the flu as well. So he has to leave. So he's like sick and whatever. So the he's the he's the beeline of the episode because then his ex-wife, Terry Schuster, who they who got divorced at the end of season one from him, um, comes back and tries to like seduce him and like take care of him. And then at the end of the episode, he's like, no, Terry, I can't be back with you. That's the beeline. The A-line is that the glee uh co-captain i think i believe at the time of the episode rachel berry she tries to like take control of the glee club and everyone hates it so then they get a substitute who is the spanish substitute at the time she's substituting for will schuster and then also kurt asks her to come in and then she sings forget you and she's like a cool substitute they let she lets them do whatever they want uh anyway that's the point of the episode yes that's like the that's like the first part of the episode based off of your description i'm like why wasn't i watching glee you You made me excited like it yeah well, Felicia, I'm going to let you guess what the, uh, the 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 six songs that were featured in this one, the covers of this one, what would make the most sense? Okay. Okay. Um, a chew, a chew, the flu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, not back in my house. <laughs> okay. All of these are very um, famous songs. Yes. <laughs> Those are real famous songs. Um, ooh, and like I can only think of one more, and I'm sure it is um, a substitute. 
substitute who <laughs> substitute <laughs> you oh you know that oh the, the song the, the, the TLC song such a good song you had to flip over the CD it's a, to get it's a song about it's a song about left eye yeah, yeah. it's a song about left eye <laughs> such a good yeah. song <laughs> uh, if I remember correctly the six songs wait do you have it pulled up in front of you I do yes the were, six songs where there was a there was a there's a 10 second cover of conjunction junction it's not really a cover it's just um her singing it with like three students in uh an english class and then it's like her singing it and then there's a second song in the episode is forget you by CeeLo green mm. um performed by the glee cast the ensemble the students and uh, Amy, uh what's her name gwyneth paltrow as uh, uh holly holiday the substitute the third song is a cover of make them laugh from singing in the rain by Will Schuster and Mike Chang dances. The fourth one is a cover of Nowadays and Hot Honey Rag, I think, from Chicago. Mm-hmm. And then that's performed by Rachel Berry and Holly Holiday. And the sixth song is a mashup of the entire cast with Will Schuster coming back, coming back from the sick when he was sick. With um, it's a mashup of Singing in the Rain and Umbrella. He did, he's done it, folks. He's done it. He has done it. And how did good I episode. do? Honestly, uh, honestly, a really good episode. Uh, you did. You did even better, Felicia. Yeah, yeah. I would. I want to hear Felicia's cut. <laughs> Substitute <laughs> you. Um, uh, yes, a good episode. Actually, one of my favorite episodes from season two. Wow, <sighs> wow, that's pretty impressive. I don't remember you any shows. So, so I'm obsessed with Glee, but um, it's it it hasn't aged terribly well, unfortunately, and the cast is also cursed. Yeah, three cast members have died yes. in like the last few years. Yeah, which is very unfortunate. There was a uh, one of the one of the cast members, Cord Monteith, OD'd unfortunately, and Naya Rivera, who played Santana, who's my favorite character, because um, she was like queer and she was just like a really influential character on a lot of queer people from like the conversations I've had with a lot of queer people afterwards. But like she was like a, like a queer Latin like latina character who was like unapologetically mean and was like so funny and she was a she was one of the strongest actors in the cast for sure and she had a really good voice too and she started off as like a non-speaking extra like she like got built her way she's so she's like a testament to raw talent yeah and and charisma she's great yeah that one Um, was really sad when she she died it was really sad because she um she yeah she drowned because she was saving her son from like Mm. uh like a lake where there was like a really strong riptide current or something. It's super sad. It's yeah. So the cast is cursed, obviously, but you know, it's just, um, it's like, it was one of those shows where like at the time it was so progressive and revolutionary. You know what I mean? Cause it was like, it was like the first time in a really long time that there was like a gay kid on, on the show, it was like, on, like on TV, there was like a disabled, like the cast was like, yeah one of each kind kind of which is like problematic now obviously because it's like it was like to serve a purpose but it was like you know you look at the main cast and it was like you know a a, a jewish ingenue type like a like a young barbara streisand character was the lead and then there's a football jock there was a like a, a a black girl there was a asian girl with a stutter who was emo and goth there was um uh an asian dancer who like wasn't who was like smart but like didn't want to go to like harvard there was a a kid who was disabled and like was in a wheelchair there was um a a gay kid there was a trans student later on in a later season there was a lot of queer students there um you know it was just it was the first time i had ever seen like 
something. It was the first show I I had ever seen where like I felt myself represented in a way that mm. like was relatable to me. Like it was a high school. Um, you know, I was bullied a lot at my high school too. So like I I saw like these kids getting bullied. And I was like, that's me. You know, like I I remember like I stayed up to watch Glee every week when it came out on um on TV, and. Yeah, it was just like a really important show to me at the time. It was, it still is. It still is a really important show. I owe a lot of my like understanding of my queerness and a lot of my pop culture references, honestly, and like my music knowledge to Glee. I really do. Um, so I, I, it might, it has a very special place in my heart. I can't wait to destroy it in the next couple of minutes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, I think we all come from the same the same kind of thinking. Whereas, like, we can love something and then also be able to critique it just as just as much. So, yeah, I think it'll yeah. it'll be good to 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 play around with that. Uh, I'm gonna throw out one. Um, I came in with one idea. Now I've just decided against it, and I think um, I'm gonna throw out The Office um, because. <gasps> The Office was good for a lot of things and it like catapulted a lot of careers uh, and had really good writing and it kind of um, played with the genres and it did it did really cool things with the cameras and then how, how we absorb television that sort of became a blueprint for a lot of other shows after it. But there's a lot of problems with that show and some of the characters in it. And I think it took me like years after i stopped i stopped watching it uh after i don't know how many seasons did it go for like like nine or something too many uh honestly i was just like seven yeah how many seasons let me google this how many seasons of the office are there nine i was right on the first try it's it's nine yeah i first Mm -hmm. i got i don't know I guess I started watching it sort of at the time it resonated with me. I had just started, you know, working in an office. So therefore, I understood. But like in hindsight, like looking back, I started watching it, some of the reruns more recently. And I'm like, this is uncomfortable to watch. Uh, and it's not, some of it is like on purpose, right? Those scenarios are meant to make you uncomfortable. But some of it is like, okay, if that was me and I was on the receiving end of like Dwight Schrute doing that, I would probably have to like file an HR complaint or something. So, um, well, you know, it's, I think like that show is like a pinnacle, like a really good example of like the show, like 30 Rock was what I was going to talk about initially. Save it for and another one. it's one of those one. shows, right, where it's like at the time, the way to like satirize being offensive was to show it being done to show how ridiculous it is. And now we've come to a place where, like, even referencing it is not okay. You just have to, like, not... You have to, like, be able to, like, just shut it down immediately, right? Because, like, Michael Scott... Like, I think, like, everyone would agree that, like... Because Michael Scott does a character, for example, on The Office named Ping, I think was the name, Mm. right? Where it's, like, a super offensive Asian character where he, like, squints his eyes and he's, like, talking in, like, an offensive Asian, quote-quote, accent, right? So it's, like... I don't know. I think there's something to be said about like like that would not fly nowadays like of a character even showcasing that to show how ridiculous this like everyone in the cast knows that it's offensive and ridiculous but like it's not like it would never be shown like that nowadays yeah totally i think what it started to do is like permeate in our actual workplace cultures uh as things that are funny it's some here's the thing is like uh satire is really difficult to make in a in a safe and responsible way and so it's even more difficult for people to understand it and that sounds so hoity-toity and i don't mean it that way but it was like people watching the office watching michael scott do a thing and then thinking that they could also do that in their offices and like i would see this happen in my real life and i think that it was like 
and, and that's not you know bj novak's fault or that's not like you know steve steve carell's fault i think it just started to sort of permeate our culture in a really interesting way that has like kind of left me thinking like oh uh jim was kind of a bully like a really really mean person you know like i would never have wanted to like sit by him um uh and then just like other various things like not knowing uh Actually, I, f- I kind of forgot this this plot line. I'm kind of blanking on it. Uh, there was something with Oscar's character, and I forget. Um, what Michael Scott forcing him to kiss him? There was there's that, but there was something different, and it was the joke was uh, his um, his not being white. Um, I'll think of it as we go. So anyway, I'm excited to unpack some of that stuff together. Um, Felicia, you got one? Yes. Um, yes. Thank you for the time to yeah. think through. It gave you thirty this minutes. Is really gonna. <laughs> This really breaks my heart to say it. Uh-oh. Um, but I rewatched it during quarantine and Girlfriends. Oh. Is with Tracy. Girlfriends. Oh my gosh. Girlfriends Was that on- to me <sighs> doesn't still stand. Mm-hmm. I think at the moment it, it meant so much because it's four black women um, who are just living their lives and trying to have their friendship and to to grow but the way that they treated each other they treated each other really horribly they weren't good friends and there was colorism that's within Mm. the show so it's hard um there's still parts of the show where i love and i love all the characters that are on there um but it doesn't now if that was created it would be like we have to do better um, and that makes me really sad because I used to love that show. There's a couple episodes where I remember crying after, and then when I was rewatching it, I still would cry Aww. on those episodes. But yeah, yeah. I mean, that show was notable for all the reasons that you say. Like, I mean, it existed on a network. Was it on? Is it on UPN at the time, or what was it on? Or yeah, UPN, UPN, and then it switched to the CW. That's right, CW. Yeah, yeah, and it was like produced by what the Fraser, what's his name, um, Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, to have a show like that exist in a CW universe is 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 amazing, um, and mm-hmm. it did catapult other careers too, right? Um, mm-hmm. And and I think we'll find this during all of our discussions through through these shows is some some things and some people and some other things that were uh, created after could not have been created without this. So these had to run or walk so that these could run. But on the Mm -hmm. other hand, like what you're saying, some of it was kind of harmful. And I didn't even realize when I was younger and then watching it now, I was like, these women don't love each other. They don't support each other the way that they, uh, not Joan, um, Lynn was the one who was like supposed to be loose and like would have sex with anybody. Like they really dragged her and made it seem like she was such a problem child because she was exploring her sexuality. Mm. Um, there's one point where she got married to a woman and it was just like such a big joke of her being married to a woman and not taking it seriously. Like her truly exploring her sexuality. Oh, wow. All right. That's, that's uh that's complex (laughs) (laughs) but young me didn't realize that in the moment i was just like i love this show because i see four black women yeah totally living yeah so so that brings me to like an interesting question is like can we because i know girlfriends is just is that just been released on netflix like the entire season or hulu like there's a 
Oh, way to binge it now. It was just released on Netflix, Netflix. Um, uh, probably like six months ago. Okay, so yeah. Just is doing a lot of work there when I say that. <laughs> it was really... <laughs> so Just, just released six months ago. Time flies. Yeah. <laughs> so I think for all of us, like, does does this... Inhi- if you we sit down and watch it now, which I know Steve does with Glee since he kn- he knows all the, the seasons and <laughs> exact episode <laughs> titles. Okay, I have not... I have not in the last... Four years watched Glee. Okay, That's so after true. after we leave here, three, 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 three you're gonna go watch it. Does it inhibit? Maybe I will. The way we uh, consume it, like knowing sort of what we know now and being having gone through all the stuff we've gone through, all the stuff we've talked about. Does it feel like you, we can still enjoy these shows, or do we sit there like, uh, I don't know the answer. That's. I think it's. I think it's yes and no. I think yes, because you still remember like the nostalgia of watching it. And like, there are still like little pieces of good lessons that are in there. But we're in a different place where we have the language to be like, and this topic that they're talking about, they are not handling in the appropriate way. Um, Yeah, I think like, I think like I have to, I'm trying to do I also have the privilege to be able to do this. I'm trying to recognize that too. But I want to be able to differentiate between like, at least from, and it sounds like, like we all kind of had this experience, but at least for me, like Glee was so important to me. Like it was so important to my identity. It was so important to me. It was, it wasn't a show that I, I mean, I love the show, but it wasn't just a show that I liked. Like it was a show that like, maybe this is dramatic, but like in a lot of ways, it really saved me when I was in high school. There were a lot of times where like I had a lot of self-harm um, thoughts. I had a lot of like, uh, really bad uh, ideations that I won't go too into but like I had like a, I was like really mentally ill and undiagnosed in high school and Glee like really helped me through a lot of it so it's hard for me to like and I think there's like a trend right now where it's like you know people are like yeah Glee's stupid Glee blah 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 and like I, I, I hop on it sometimes but I also am like ultimately like for me like Glee was a really important part of my life in like a way that Maybe I'm a little bit embarrassed to admit, but like it was like a very important show to me. Um, it was the first time I'd ever seen like a kid coming out. Like mm. not like he wasn't gay at the beginning of that. Like he was gay, obviously, but he wasn't like out and gay. Mm. He was like in the closet and obviously gay, but like he was in the closet and he like didn't come out till episode like three or something. And it was really important to me to see like a kid coming out and seeing like him like with a single parent and the single parent accepting him. You know what I mean? Like that was like really important yeah, to me as a kid. Totally. So it's hard for me to not think of my emotional connection to this show while so it's hard because like yes, like the show's problematic. Glee's really problematic. It like showcases a lot of like it it shows a lot of like scarcity mindset. It shows a lot of like issues. like there's a lot of problems with how they portray certain uh like my minority characters, marginalized characters. There's a lot of lot of lot of problems with it. The teacher, Mr. Schuster, is creepy to his students and is like an overall bad guy, like there's so much bad to be critiqued on the show, but also, um, I, I don't know. It's just, it's complicated. I don't think there's an answer for it. And ev- it's different for every person, but I, I, I don't know, like the part of me that like owes a lot to it at a time where I needed it. And a part of me now that's like, doesn't need it anymore is having a hard time reconciling. Yeah. I think what's hard is like, it, we're, we're in a different place in our lives where we have, like you said, the privilege to look back at things and be like, well, this is wrong. But in those moments back in that time, all of that stuff was normalized. So they were like, yeah, 
doing outstanding things and like really standing for people in the moment. So I think that makes me think about like what progressive things are we doing right now that in five years we're going to look back and be like, wow, we really fucked that up. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe podcasting will be like, you know, really (laughs) offensive. Maybe the creator, yeah, maybe the creator of the podcast will come out as like, you know, like a supporter of like eugenics or something. <laughs> and you we mean Ira Glass, that, you know? the supporter of all the podcasts, <laughs> This American Life? Yeah, like Papa po- Papa Podcast. Papa Podcast. <laughs> no, Papa Podcast. I think what you said is is really interesting, Steve. It is like a nostalgic kind of thing, and I think that's how we muscle through rewatches or I mean, like. The way we think about it. Nostalgia is such a powerful. What do you say? Nostalgia is so powerful. Nostalgia is is. so powerful. Nostalgia to me is the most powerful emotion. Like, uh, is it an emotion? Feeling? Um, Feeling? I don't think it's whatever it is. Mm -hmm. It's like such a powerful tool. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, And I think when I think about the office, it's probably something similar. Where I'm like, "Uh, if I sit down and watch it, like I cringe the entire time. Some things are clever. Some things are good. I think what it's taught me is uh, comedic timing and like how to how to be a comedic actor. That show really nails it. So just like watching so that I can like emulate. Um, but it does. It's very nostalgic. It's, it came out like the first year of my first job out of college where I was working in an office. And it brings me right back to that desk. It brings me right back to those people who I haven't talked to in so, so long. Um, and... It's it's weird how my brain automatically makes that connection. I think of like Pam and Jim and then I'm like automatically back in like an office in Reston, Virginia, like wanting to die because it's dark and cold and I hate my job. Um, mm. But yeah, I think I think that's spot on, Steve. I think it serves its purpose in a nostalgic way. There are issues with it. There are through the lens of like what we we're unlearning and what we're unpacking. But it is what it is. I can't go back and change, you know, what got written. Exactly, <laughs> and I still honor it in that. I still honor it in that way. I mean, I still, mm-hmm. I obviously still really like like parts of Glee. I have a hard time watching it now, but I wish that there was like, I don't know. That's the other thing is that we name shows that kind of like push the envelope in some capacity. Like they're not shows that like, like they're shows that really push the envelope. And I think the whole point of it is like, like you said, Felicia, like the whole point of being like progressive um, is that you have to admit that like in two weeks you you probably are you probably were wrong like two weeks mm. ago you know what I mean? you have to recognize that like you know and so it's kind of hard because these shows like like a show like like girlfriends or glee or even like the office honestly like you look at these shows i mean in the office you look at i mean there's parts of the office like you know i think that there were like i mean i don't think the office was like really doing like a commentary on like race or anything mm-hmm. or like it wasn't like that type of show but it was a show where like it like it really pushed the bat like it mockumentaries became a thing because of it you know like or not i don't know if it was solely because of it but like we're popularized a lot more because of it and um yeah i don't know i think there's something to be said about like like they were progressive at the time and we should honor that but like i don't know they're not now yeah 
But I think I love what you said up top, too, is how like those two things can exist. There can be the nostalgia. You can love it. But we can also question those things that we used to love and and hold ourselves to a higher standard at this moment. Um, Because I think comedy will always have an ouchie. <laughs> that's true. That's yeah. true. Wow. That's some branding right there. You branded us. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. <laughs> that's that beautiful. That. that is beautiful. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. For some something that rings true for me is like, and this is sort of what I've been under trying to understand more of the past few years is, and there's some smart way to say this, but, but I'm just going to do it the best way I can. Two things can exist at the same time. And so when I'm watching some of these shows, it's like, okay, this can be a bad person or person who is you know doing bad things doing a good thing or experiencing a heartbreak like i'm thinking of michael scott in that episode um where he like where is it jan jane jan like breaks up with him in like a really terrible way and you just feel really bad for him in that moment um and so i think what it does is it sort of refocuses the humanity of people like despite like the the way we're perceiving them and sort of what you said steve is um the do- the the teacher in that show um, there's still humanity there and they're still the way they are because of something that happened to them. And for me, it's like kind of trying to focus on that, like two or three things can be, can be true at the same time, despite, you know, in the past, we've just been presented with like 2d characters instead of these 3d complex characters who have a lot of different motives and, um, history, right? I feel like for Glee, was the twist at the end that like the Jane Lynch character was actually good or am I making that up? I don't really, I don't, if I've seen the last, I've seen the very last episode of season six, like the series finale. Um, it's not, I guess it's not a like there's a twist that it's she's twist, good. But like but she's, it's, I mean, yeah. but she always shows moments of humanity. Like at the end of every season, they do show like, like in season one, like the Glee, like the whole stipulation on season one was that like Will Schuster was going to create this um, club and that if they didn't uh, make it to nationals or if they didn't win regionals or something, like they would, they would be cut. Like they wouldn't be allowed mm. to be a club anymore. And the last episode is the regionals episode and they don't win. Like they just, they lose like up front. Like they just, they like they don't do well or they did well, but they just, they lose. And Sue Sylvester kind of like orchestrated that to, like it seems like she did, but in reality, like she was rooting for them. And then she tells the principal like to like give them some of her money or something behind closed doors to like let them live another year. Mm. so like throughout the course of the season she's always like trying to like ruin them and then like something happens where like she like finds humanity or whatever she's a very flawed and very like well like i don't know if she's well written but she does have like a really rich character arc which i enjoy so uh yeah yeah. that's the Um, word flawed yeah flawed these characters can be flawed but also have like moments of like you know, they could be the Snapes at any moment of, you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. still humanity there. Um, and I think that's important to hold hold with us, for sure. 100%. Um, I was just kind of like quickly reading through Girlfriend's uh, Wikipedia page, and they had seven people as like their ensemble cast, which is kind of crazy because like the Friends of the Worlds and the Full Houses of the Worlds and all these like archetypes for these sitcoms and shows typically we only have six um and we see it today on our stages where we we only have room for six people so i thought i think that's so interesting that they were like no we're gonna break it (laughs) break that rule (laughs) um is there a specific moment in any of these episodes that's sticking out for you as something um we have definitely talked about over the past of past episodes or covered in our own world that 
that we that we're able to revisit and think through with these 21st century eyes. It's kind of a tall order because some of these seasons or shows have like 20 seasons to them. <laughs> Wait, say that, say that question. Say that question for me. Say that question for me one more time. I'm sorry. Yeah, something specific, like a scene or a moment where looking back on it now, you're like, okay, that if that had happened in a, a TV show now, we would all be like up in arms about it. I'm trying to think of specifics. I think just specifically uh, on Girlfriends, the character Lynn, she was like the promiscuous one. Mm. And just her... Anytime she was establishing a relationship, if it was open or anything, it was she was always made fun of or made like she was less than yes the other women because she was exploring her sexuality. And I'm trying to think of a specific episode, but I feel like every episode <laughs> there was, was some joke that was made. Yeah. yeah, and also like I grew up super religious, so I would judge her too and be like, "Lynn needs to get it together," you know. Oh, that's super interesting. And now you're like, that girl had that had it right. <laughs> yeah, she was safe and she was taking care of herself and like, mm. yeah, yeah, that is so interesting. Um, there's one scene in comes to mind for the office, and it's just a stupid, but like Jim rearranges Dwight's desk at some point and. Um, it bothers me a lot when I watch it bothered me a lot when I watch it because it was just like it is so hard to work in an office environment and to exist with other people mm-hmm. who you don't like. And for me, that just felt like such a such a moment of bullying. Um, so looking back on that now, it like it makes me really uncomfortable to watch that because it's like that like don't just don't do that. Just move your desk. If you don't like the dude, obviously that's not how comedy works. We need, we need them to be together and and, because they're character foils. Um, But looking at it through my eyes now, I'm like, it's not even that funny. There's probably a funnier Mm -hmm. way to have um, kind of shown that they were really good foils for each other, which they did eventually Mm -hmm. sort of, you know, the, the jello, (laughs) the stapler or the phone and with the phone or the stapler, the stapler and the jello. So that's the, that's the scene that immediately comes to my mind. Mm -hmm. What you got, Steve? Um, there's so many. Like, there's <laughs> one where Su- Sue calls the non-Chinese Asian character Panda Express. Ooh. Um, there's one where there's one where Finn, um, uh, Finn call- outs Santana in the middle of the hallway and calls her a coward. He outs her publicly. There's one where one of the characters like came forward about being sexually assaulted, and all of the rest of them like made fun of him about it. Um, there's one where like one of the characters put vapor rub on like a uh, an unconscious character that she had a crush on, oh, even though he was gay. Kristen Chenoweth's character gave kids wine in the middle of the day during like her episode when she was there, That's like normal. as the character, <laughs> and also <laughs> and Same. also like did it with one of the students. Oh I mean, gosh, it's just, That's it's not normal. Just, That's not okay. <laughs> That's not their, I mean, uh, Sue Sylvester date raped one of the date raped the principal to blackmail him. You know, yikes! There's a lot of stuff. Yikes! I didn't realize that there's all a lot went of down. Problems in the show. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Um. I that that I don't know if that could exist now, or there would be so much. I act like it was so long ago. It wasn't that long ago. We were having these conversations, maybe just not as nuanced. Mm-hmm. Um. And and maybe and what's coming to my mind now is like maybe these shows had to happen so that we could uh, have a show like Girls or something or Sex in the City exist and then be able to have really good smart discourse 
in discussion on on it. I don't like girls for the for the record because I think it's super problematic. We can cover that later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I never watched it. Yeah, yeah. There's um. Wait, is 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 wait who's on girls that I'm thinking of? Lena Dunham. Uh, uh, Lena Williams? Dunham. Yeah. Um, There's a guy in it. Uh, who is? Uh, they put Donald Glover on there so she could have a black boyfriend at one point. <laughs> I heard. I have not seen it. But oh, Adam Driver is who you're thinking of, right? Adam yeah. Driver. Yeah, right. yeah, right. And there's like a specific scene he's in that was uh, that launched a million um, thought pieces. Um, but oh no, wait, because <laughs> I love Adam Driver. Fuck. It's it's the writing, mm. honestly, for that show that mm. that kills me. Um, I, I find Lena Dunham in general very problematic. But um, what I'm trying to say is these shows had to exist so that we could learn. I think to be able to have these conversations in public and and have it in a nuanced mm-hmm. way, and I think that's where I'm just trying to find the, the silver lining to uh, something like Glee happening, or you know, the girlfriends or the offices, and that's my that's my silver lining on that. Any final thoughts on our mm-hmm. beloved shows? Are we still going to watch? Them? Uh, thank you for being there. <laughs> I yeah, thank you for because I needed young me needed to see that um, right, and 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 yeah. I think it like shaped my mind and it and. It, it made me want to um, I, it made me feel inspired mm-hmm. and I'm inspired to write something that would make people proud in five years to be like okay and we're learning and we're moving forward yeah I like that I can do it better type of thing uh, I could have made a joke mm-hmm. that was better I could have written something that felt better I think that's kind of what you're getting at for everybody yeah, yeah. For, for everybody. and it's happening which is excellent uh, what about for Glee any final thoughts on Glee Honestly, thank you. Honestly, like not even in a big <laughs> yeah. way, but like thank you. You know, that show, yeah, that show is there for me in, in a lot of ways. So, thanks to that show, but also like, damn, y'all <laughs> really were messed up. Yeah, but, you know, again, like Felicia said, young, young Steve, like 14, 13 year olds. I, I was thirteen when I started watching that show. That's when it came out, and I just like I didn't know any better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess for something like The Office, even though I quit watching it halfway through, um, I mean, when you start Googling those people, you see where they come from. So in a way, they are sort of the reason I ended up in Chicago. Um, you know, Steve Carell, Chicago, Second City. Oh my gosh, I could do this. I could do this. I could do this better. I could do this. I can't do this better than Steve Carell. But um, but it's sort of like what you're saying, Felicia. It's like I could have, yeah, thank you for like showing us what this could be and let's iterate on it and be the next generation. So in that vein, let's do our improv edit. What is something specific from one of these shows? Oh, maybe maybe this is a fun way to frame this one is uh, a specific scenario or character that you would tweak just a little bit. You would edit just a little bit using some of our improv or writing tools that we have or our satirical um, expertise. Why don't you go first? I gotta think of it. <laughs> I can ask the question. <laughs> it's, like, it's very easy to ask it. Uh, I'm gonna call lights on toxic friendships. Ooh, and yeah, on instead of supporting and uplifting each other, tearing each other down to make each other feel better. Hell yes, call lights on that. Yes, I love that. I think my my edit is like like almost like a sh- uh, new form type of edit, new choice with probably like a Michael Scott character in the office. I 
I think I love when when complex characters or even characters we don't like, like think about like it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Um, characters we don't like have a moment of like real deep humanity. And so I think I would have liked more moments of that for me. I think it would have made that show just a little bit easier for me to consume. What you got, Steve? Yeah. Um, I want to, I don't know, I guess call lights on all the problems. I mean, Glee is just such a bevy of problematic stuff because <laughs> they were just trying to be forward thinking and now it's aged so poorly. So I guess call lights on that. <laughs> did I dep- Did I make uh, you hate your favorite show? <laughs> Do we make you hate it? <laughs> I mean, it's not my favorite. It's not my favorite show, but it is like the show that's like the most special to me, if that makes sure, sense. Sure, so yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. just hard to, it's just hard to critique my favorite, like my favorite, favorite show I don't think is like, I don't think that you can like, I don't think, I, I've never heard of anyone critiquing it like this it's avatar last airbender mm. i've never heard anyone like critiquing i think that show like really stands the test of time and is a really good testament to like what good children's television can look like mm. but mm-hmm. um glee is the most special show to me so i don't know it's just i mean it's it's all stuff i've heard before it's just hard to like say it myself i guess yeah but i guess hard. call lights on things yeah call lights yes. on the parts of it that are bad oh no yeah oh my gosh okay we're gonna go let steve cry <laughs> 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 oh my goodness hey let's um why don't we talk about something good that's healing comedy something uh that we're enjoying right now that has broken the mold of, of what we've just talked about mm. um, something new that might be out it's not comedic but loki is coming out tonight on I disney plus yes. so you'll be binging it all <laughs> wait does Nizzy do one at a time it's one at a time, so I'll be watching the pilot episode tonight at midnight. Yes. Have a blast. I'm like... Have a good time. Thank you. I'm obsessed with Tom Hiddleston, so I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> what you got, Felicia? I want to apologize in advance because you guys know I like to watch <laughs> old shows. So right now I'm watching Scandal again. Yes. Thank you, Shonda. Some, oh, I should have brought that up. That was Some of those are problematic. But, um, Shonda's been there for you. She's been there for me this whole quarantine. And it just, every time somebody has a monologue, it just makes me giggle because <laughs> it's very dramatic and long and I love it. Oh my God. Carrie Washington, when she's about to cry, is just, uh, she's... The uh, lip acting the li- is oh, phenomenal. So good. Yeah, she's, she's stunning. Um... For, for me, it's not a show. I've been playing Uncooked on um, the Nintendo Switch, which is, <laughs> yeah. it's absolutely, have both of you played that before? Yeah. Yes, it's ridiculous. It <laughs> makes you insane, and but you cannot help but like just laugh like a, I feel like a five-year-old when I'm playing it, which is really nice. Um, so yeah, if you've got Switch, go play Uncooked and try to cook sushi and pizza and hamburgers. I'm obsessed with Cooking Mama, which I played a lot as a kid, and I think they just made like a a Nintendo Switch version of it. Oh, what is that? Is it the same conceit where you're just cooking a bunch of shit? Yeah, but but it's a little bit more like skill oriented. It's not as frenetic. Oh, okay. You mean you mean you're not in a hot air balloon with fire coming out at you trying to cook your sushi? Oh, okay. (laughs) Spoiler alert! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay, cool. Well, thank you uh, everybody for listening. We will be back next week with a different episode. Um, If you've got a shit jar entry, please email us at comedyasanouchi at gmail dot com, and we're gonna go be decent human beings. Bye. 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 Bye.
<laughs> we did it. This is an area code podcast.